Welcome back to a Wine Affair podcast. Cindy and I are very excited to reconnect with everyone as we pour a little bit of a special episode with you and talk a little bit more about some of our favorite fall wines. We were talking recently about how fall is such a special time of the year. Everyone loves falling into the autumn vibes, changing what they wear, how they decorate their homes, what they're cooking for dinner, and with that, sometimes even changing what they're pouring. So in this episode, Cindy and I are going to bring and talk and share some of our favorite fall wines with you uh, so that way you can pour along with us. So, Cindy, I know you kind of inspired this conversation this evening with a special pour you have, and I'd, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more. Yes, thank you. So, I am drinking a South African Chenin Blanc this evening. Mm. Um, I love Chenin Blanc for fall. It is so crisp and lovely. And I went with a South African Chenin Blanc this time. Um, I love the Chenin Blancs from France. Uh, they are so soft and lovely and floral. But um, recently I started diving more into South African Chenin Blancs. And they are just so perfect for fall. It makes me think of like the fall crisp of, of leaves when you step on them and they make that crunch sound. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with this. So um, this is lovely. On the nose, it just has this sweet floral scent to it. And it's it's got sort of, I don't want to say earthy, but it's sort of got this like floral and, and a little bit of earthy, kind of like, think more like pine cone, but not earthy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of like that. Um, it has this wonderful scent to it. And then when I taste it on the palate, it has these wonderful tropical notes. So think pineapple and melon and all these great like apricot and guava and mango. Um, and it's just so lovely. And it has that high acidity, which is great because the high acidity makes it go with everything food wise. I mean, everything you can think of, this goes great. With, I recently had it with Thai food, actually. Yeah. Lovely with pad Thai. Um, it's great with Chinese, it's anything Asian cuisine wise. Um, I've also had it with trout, which is lovely. Um, you could pair this with pork. You could pair this with turkey. Definitely, this could be your Thanksgiving wine for sure. Yeah. Um, and for my vegan fans out there, definitely the roasted veggies and the eggplant and zucchini and the mushrooms and all that. This is a good mushroom wine for sure. Grilled portobellos. Um, and also, you know, the yams and all that, the squashes and all that stuff is is really, really good with this too. So highly recommend um, the other thing I love about Chenin Blanc is it has many different styles. So you have your your dry, which is what I'm having, but you also have a semi-sweet or an off-dry, which is lovely. So for some of you that are not quite ready to forge into that totally dry realm, the semi-sweet or off-dry would be a good option. They also make a sweet one, too. So um, lots of options to try it. And what I also love is it's affordable. So you can get a great bottle of Chenin Blanc, which we're all about here on Wine Affair. Um, for under 20 bucks. So experiment and definitely learn about South, South African Chenin Blancs. They are lovely and just wonderful to try. Highly encourage you to do that. 
I love that. Chenin Blanc is certainly one of my favorites. It was one of the first white wines uh, that I loved, and it encouraged me to keep trying more. And that was kind of when you were talking about that with the crisp bottom air and the crisp leaves. I also thought of like a crisp apple. And I think we were teasing yes. to you about how it'd be really yummy with like an apple crisp and just being able to stand yes. up to those flavors as well. So, and I just, I love the complexity that you mentioned too. I think that's going from a dry to a sweet. It, it gives you so much more to taste and savor. And that was kind of what inspired me for the white wine I thought of was with Viognier. Also, uh, it's more common of a white wine than you may realize, but still one that may not just, you know, pop off and jump right out to you on, on a shelf. Uh, but when you find one, it's always a favorite. So Viognier, I, living on the East Coast, going to local wineries, it's always been a favorite for me, especially with the autumn sun falling into the cooler fall weather. I like this one because it's similar in some of the flavor notes you mentioned, but it's a little bit more of a medium to a fuller bodied white wine. And I like to introduce it to people when they're looking for something other than a Chardonnay because it's like right in the middle of a stainless steel Chardonnay meets an oaky Chardonnay uh, because it has a lot of those floral notes, just this beautiful bouquet, very aromatic on the nose. Then when you dive into the flavors, it has some of that stone fruit, but not overwhelmingly fruity. Uh, I think that floral and the stone fruit really balance each other well as it's a it's a faint peach. It's a, a maybe a hint of apricot. Um, it always makes me think of maybe like a pear of sorts. Uh, but it's a really lovely white wine. Uh, like I said, having a little bit more fuller body, traditionally a little higher in acid, and it stands up to some of the flavors you were mentioning as well. Uh, so for me, when this one comes to mind for fall, I'm thinking curry. I'm thinking saffron. Mm. I'm thinking anything with that higher in spice. Uh, the body of this, the touch of oak, like a little hint of vanilla, uh, really round out those flavors well. And it's something, you know, I, I've truly loved bringing in when you're trying to do maybe a stew or an early autumn chili. Uh, and kind of you had mentioned some of the, the root vegetables as well, like think cooked carrots, sweet potato, those famous butternut squash. You know, this time of the year, I just really love a Viognier and I can't wait to hear what our listeners think about when they try these two white wines. But of course, you know, also looking at the other end of the spectrum, we were talking about some reds that we like this time of the year, and you had brought up some really good ones that I can't wait to go out and now pour. Yes. So thank you for that. Um, for my red pick, I picked a Tempranillo, which mm. I love a Tempranillo, uh, medium bodied, and it's just got that perfect amount of acidity where it's not too dry, but it's approachable in its acidity, I feel like. So if you're somebody that really wants to kind of foray into the drier wines, um, this one I would recommend because it's not super dry, but it is dry. So it would give you kind of an experimental medium kind of ground with that. Um, Tempranillo is just a lovely, lovely medium bodied wine, and it goes with so many things. Um, 
And on the, I'm going to say, I mean, this is so complex. On the nose, um, definitely get that 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 fig, almost like a dried fig, that cedar note, that plum, that cherry, um, definitely earthy. It's definitely an earthy wine, um, blackberry. And then I get it also a little tobacco, um, Ooh, yeah. a little scent of tobacco on that. When you taste Tempranillo, it's very complex. It's got a lot of those same flavors, but also I get a little bit of leather and cedar on those on those second notes, the secondary tertiary notes. Um, very cherry and plum and blackberry. Uh, it's it's so it's lovely to drink because it's so complex, but yet it's approachable, which I love about Tempranillo. And as far as pairing, I mean, this would go with so many things. Um, think you know, barbecue and pizza and Italian and Mexican and all of that. Also, again, you know, for my vegan friends, roasted veggies, um, Mm -hmm. you could definitely do like a roasted eggplant or roasted portobello mushroom would be lovely with this. Um, Definitely like a mushroom risotto with Tempranillo would be delicious. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, all of that would be lovely. Um, and Tempranillo also is affordable, which I also like. Again, I mean, under 20 bucks, you can get a really nice Tempranillo and really just experiment with that. Um, I would recommend uh, you at least go for uh, Crianza. If you really want to get more in depth with the flavors, go, go for that Reserva, which is a little few dollars more, but worth it. Um, I would definitely recommend experimenting with that. There are definitely tiers to Tempranillo, and I would definitely recommend experimenting with all of those tiers, but still affordable and delicious. I love that. And yes, when I think Tempranillo too, I think tapas and patios and sipping and sharing all those aged cheese and meats. It's such a delicious one. And, you know, traditionally when I go to fall, I think of Pinot Noir. I think of, you know, that dusk upon us with the colors and the lighter flavors and just being outside. And that kind of had me take it a step further with the Barolo. That's Ooh. that's what I wanted to pour when we thought about this episode. Great choice. Oh, it's it's so good. So if you're not as familiar with Barolo, it is made. They call it Italy's King of Piemonte, the Nebbiolo grape. And so Barolo is just a wonderful one from that northwest region of Italy. It has a heavier body, higher tannins, but it's not an overwhelming red wine. And it has a lot of really great aging possibility with it, which to me, just that added deepness in the color. You know, I always tease that garnet and burgundy, like what's more fall than than that. And when I think of this wine and the aging possibility, the first fruits that come from the aromas and the taste are the red fruits. You get a lot of cherry, red plum, which are really nice in the cooler temperatures. But from the tertiary flavors that you were mentioning from the Tempranillo, you also get a lot of the mushroom, so that earthiness to it. Uh, and I think, too, like the tobacco and leather that you can get from the oak aging. Like that is just fall to me, and it stands up to more of the fall dishes. If you're into the gamier meats, uh, really nice with, you know, I like to see it with the pheasant. Uh, we're really a big roast family. So when you cook it with the potatoes or again to the stews, 
Uh, and like we were talking about too, it's just the mushrooms. Like when it has that mushroom and that earthy umami flavor, like you you want to pair it together with the wine of this nature. So I'm I'm thinking all of these are such good choices. <laughs> I can't wait to have them every yes. night. And I think what was fun too when we were talking about uh, other you know neat finds when you think of this time of year. Something that was a newer pour for me was the Z Alexander Brown. Uh, it's an uncaged wine. You may be seeing it in stores. I didn't realize it was a celebrity wine. So if there's any Zach Brown fans out there, uh, also being from Georgia, uh, <laughs> I didn't realize it when I bought it, though. I bought it because it was fall time. I was looking for something spooky with Halloween and it had this beautiful owl on it, this very dark wine label. I was like, this is perfect for fall. And what I realized is, especially in the red blends, wow, what a flavor. Like it just stood up. It had soft, nice tannins really great flavor. And what I loved about it most, um, it didn't have as much earthiness as some of the other reds we mentioned, but the fruit flavor, it had a lot of that fig Mm -hmm. and it stood up with all those tailgating foods you like. So I actually poured it during the daytime. I think we had everything from pigs in the blanket to ribs uh, to roasted chicken. And it was so delicious that I had to go back and get myself another bottle. And it was just the perfect wine to pour on Halloween as you're like snuggling up with the fire and like watching the scary movies and that Halloween candy you can't help but buy during the season. So if you're, you know, if you're looking for something fun to pour with a little extra flavor, I, I highly recommend that one too. It is a is a great one for this fall and Halloween time of year. Oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to get a bottle of that one too. Yes, I know. I need to go shopping soon. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, yes, this was just such a fun idea and a little fun episode we wanted to do, kind of taking a step further of our new tradition of pouring our favorites. We thought to share some of the wonderful fall finds, and you will have to leave a a review. Let us know what you thought of it. Uh, We'll also be posting some of these wines to our Instagram account, so comment and share with us as well. We want to know what you think and what you want to hear more of. Yes, definitely. And if if there are any wines that you would like us to review that we haven't, please let us know also in your comments, uh, any varietals you want to explore please let us know. We would love to talk about those as well. Perfect. Well, yes, we will leave these wines mentioned in our notes today. And again, it's Andy at Poor Atlanta and Cindy at A Wine Affair. And we can't wait to share what we pour next with you in next week's episode. Cheers. Cheers.